Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, as I was going over, just at asking the Lord what He wanted me to share with you tonight. I know we've had a good day, and uh, you know, with it being Memorial Day, remembering all of those folks. You know, as Brother Kevin was was singing that, I'm gonna have to put my phone here for my Bible flies away. There we go. As Brother Kevin was singing that this morning, I just closed my eyes as he was singing the Battle Hymn of the Republic, which was uh, one of the songs that my granny Ruby loved to sing in the house. Uh, he was he was uh, singing that. I just closed my eyes and I think I thought about those men, those great men, and those great women, those fantastic people, those wonderful heroes, as they uh, as their body and whatever shape, form it happened, and I don't want to get uh, tacky, uh, went down as they were fighting an enemy and their soul left their body. You know, they gave up everything for us to be able, me be able to stand behind this pulpit tonight to have freedom to preach the gospel. Amen. If you don't think, if you don't think that another nation would love to come over here and take us over, you're not paying very close attention to what's going on. They do, amen. They hate us. I remember when the towers fell. I'm going to get off of this, but I remember when the towers fell. The cameras were over uh, near Palestine and places like that, and then they were just shouting and rejoicing in the streets, and they're still that way today, amen. And I'm just thankful for folks that uh, God uses those people and and uh, he's he's given us such a good armed forces. And I'm thankful uh, to them today for what they stand for. Amen. And we've um, got our graduates. We've got all their Bibles. And we put the Word of God. And there's no greater gift you can give anyone in this world than the Word of God. Because the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Amen. So there's no greater gift you can give an individual than a Bible, amen, than the Word of God, one that they can study. And here we are tonight, and I just, you know, I was just thinking about all that today and uh, just thinking about what I wanted to preach tonight. And um, verse 5, like I said, has just been one that uh, I've been looking at for a while now, just thinking about, and the Lord's had it in my heart. But here we are at Psalms chapter 23, and what a fantastic six verses that this is. Let's look at it for just a minute. Uh, we won't preach long, I promise, because this is not a very long chapter. The Bible says, the first part, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, that is fantastic news. The Lord is my shepherd. You can personalize that and say that. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. What's a shepherd do? He takes care of the sheep. It's just that simple. Amen. He's always watchful. He's always watching. Amen. If there's anything I want to do tonight for this Psalms 23, I want it to make you feel good. I want it to give you confidence. This is a, a very confident David that's writing this right here, this song. And it's a song. It's a psalm. And we need to know that the Lord is our shepherd. It's just simple. He is our shepherd. He cares about you. He's watching out for you. He knows where you are. Amen. And he has a charge over you. John chapter 10, uh, verse 11 and 14. I'll say 11 first. Jesus said it himself. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Amen. Verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep 
and am known of mine. They know me too. I know them. They know me. There's nothing greater than knowing Jesus and knowing that Jesus knows you. Did you know that right now in heaven, Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us? That means when we pray and we ask God in the name of Jesus, Jesus says our name to the Father, the creator of all things. And His Son has a conversation about you when you pray. The windows of heaven are open unto us, ladies and gentlemen. When we pray, our words just don't fall on deaf ears. God hears us when we pray. Do you believe that? And after He hears us when we pray, He starts talking about what's going on. Well, how can He do that whenever everybody in the world, there's a lot of people in the world that are praying. The Bible tells us that God is omnipotent. He's omnipresent. That means He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. And He is everywhere at the same time. I think the God that can do that can hear you when you pray. Amen. I don't know how many times I've told folks uh, working in the mill that didn't want to have anything to do with God and they didn't want God in their life. And sometimes they would fall on bad days and then they come and tell me to pray for them. That almost drove me crazy. I was like, well, wait a minute. Now, just the other day, me and you had a conversation. You said you wanted nothing to do with this God that I was talking to you about. And now you fell on hard times. You're going to come ask me to pray for you? I was like, well, number one, I've already been praying for you. And you can't stop me. (laughs) You know? I'm going to pray for you whether you want me to or not. Because I can. And number two, I tell them, you can pray for yourself. I was like, when you go home tonight and you get in your bed, talk to the Lord. Why don't you try? The Bible, I tell them, I see the Bible says, taste and see. Jesus is standing at the door knocking, saying, if you'll come, if you'll just open the door and let me come in, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, me and you will have a relationship. You know, in the Arab world, eating and table fellowship, oh, that's a big deal. You need to, if you ever go overseas, you better make sure you read up on your Arab uh, etiquette at the table. Because there's certain things you can do and there's certain things you can't do. If they keep bringing you food, you better keep eating it. Are there, and they're going to get upset. And when you're done, you have to leave a little bit of food on your plate to not hurt those people's feelings. Can you believe that? My mom always told me to clean my plate. But over there, you better not because it will hurt their feelings. Amen? That's just the way they are. And that's what Jesus was saying. Like, you know, open the door and let me come in. I tell these people, you know, he's, he'll hear you when you pray. He will hear you, but brother, and here we go with a brother, Brian, you don't know what I've done. Well, Jesus already knows what you've done. And he's standing at the door knocking. He's already won the war on Calvary. He knows what you've done, and he's standing at the door knocking. Amen? The Lord is my shepherd. I don't know about you, but that excites me. I'm glad he's watching over me. Amen? To feed and guide and shield me. The second part of that verse says, I shall not lack. Praise God forever. I shall not lack. That means I will not lack anything that I, that's a necessity to me, and I will also be content with what I have. Praise the Lord. If there's one thing that 
this nation and a lot of the young folks need to get a good dose of, and I probably do too, is contentment. You know, it's a, that peace and that contentment that comes with the Lord. Amen. I shall not lack. Even in times, you know, and we've had a couple of generations ago when we went through the Great Depression, what a horrible time that was for our nation, you know. But even then, I've heard stories of people that prayed and God answered. Amen. He gave them contentment in their heart. He gave them peace and he watched after and he took care of them. Amen. He said, I shall not lack. Verse 2 says, he makes me to lie down. You know, sometimes we just need peace. And a, this, is a, this is the second part of contentment. Contentment and peace, you know. There's so many people in the world that don't have peace. I was talking the other day when I was behind the pulpit. Is I don't have the problems that the world has with things because His peace that's in me passes all understanding. Amen. These are things, folks, we need to get excited about. These are truths that come from God's Word. When they're illuminated in our life, they make us different people. Amen. They make us the aliens that are walking around here. We're not of this world. Amen. We have something different inside of us, and it's, it's transforming, transforming us. He makes me to lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. Amen. He gives me peace when I shouldn't have peace. I have peace. When it don't make no sense for me to have peace, my shepherd, my Lord Jesus Christ, gives me peace. I know a lot of times, and I'm bad about it too, we get into the news, we start reading the news, we read all the bad news, there's always bad news. There's never hardly any good news on the news, even if you look at your local stuff. And it can bring you down, it can weigh you down. And all this, we live in a, such a politically charged nation now, and the right and the left and the Republican and the Democrat, and whenever you read a news article and you go down and you read the comments, you have to be careful because a lot of those folks use some pretty rough language. But it's just blah, 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 blah. They just want to devour one another. Well, I believe this, and I believe that. And I tell them, you know what? Well, I believe in Jesus Christ, and He has given me peace. Amen? Give me a peace that passes all understanding. <coughs> he leads me beside the still and restful waters. Amen? We need rest. The rest is important, you know, and He'll give it to us. He'll give us that rest. Verse 3, He refreshes and restores my life, my stealth. He restores me. He refreshes me. He helps me. These are the words of life. Amen. This Bible that I'm reading to you right now, these promises are for you. If you need peace, He's got it. If you need contentment, He's got it. If you need rest, you can receive it from Him. Amen. The one, our shepherd. He does that for us. He gives us rest. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, and standing right with Him. Not for my earning it, but for His namesake. Amen. That refreshing and that restoring. When I'm discouraged, He revives me. He re-energizes my soul. I'm hoping that's what happens this week. That's what I'm praying for. Amen. That's what revival's all about. I want Him to restore me. I want Him to re-energize me. I want Him to fill me with His Spirit. Amen. I want to Him to empower me. Well, Brother Brian, what are you going to do when that happens? Because I believe... I'm believing God that it is. I'm going to go pour myself out in the world that's lost. 
And I'm going to come back and say, God, I went out there and I worked and I poured myself out in the world that's lost. And now I want you to revive me and re-energize me and fill me with your spirit again so I can go back out there to a world that's lost and reach other folks. Amen. That's what I want to happen this week. I want to be re-energized. Here in Psalms chapter 23, reread it. We see it. Our shepherd, our Lord, the one that takes care of us says, I will re-energize you. Amen. I will fill you with my spirit. Verse number four. Oh, no. Verse number four has come to all of us, folks. Verse number four comes to us when we don't realize it. It hits us out of nowhere. Verse number four says, Yes, though I walk through deep, sunless valleys of the shadow of death. Have you ever been there in those places? Amen. Those places that you look around, you don't see no hope. God, I've looked at this situation upside down, frontwards, backwards. I've tried to manipulate it. I've tried to figure it out in my mind. God, I've tried to do everything. And then there's some things that happen in our lives that we just utterly and completely don't have any control over. That's the shadow the valley of the shadow. We've all been there. Every single one of us have had that experience in our life where we go through a time, amen, where we're just in the valley of shadows. You know, stuff we just don't know. We don't have any control over. It's not fun. That valley's not a fun place. And you'll notice here that, you know, the Lord didn't lead us, lead us there. He led me to the waters. But, you know, sometimes in life we end up in those sunless valleys and shadow of death but even when we are there because i know we always talk about getting out oh we want out we want to get out and there and there's a time when we get out but i'm telling you folks even when you are at the bottom of the valley of the shadow of death you don't have to be afraid and you do not have to fear evil what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, is that even in that low point, you can still be an overcomer. Amen? You can overcome your situations. Your situations don't have to overcome you. Amen? That's what I'm telling you. Even in those places, you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be fearful about any evil befalling you. Amen? Hey, if anybody knows this, David does. If anybody knows what it's like, excuse me, to know what it's like to be surrounded by death, David does. He knows. You know, he's been in the heat of battle before where he's looked around and said, you know what, this ain't going so well. If we don't turn around and get going right, we're not going to make it through this. His own king tried to hunt him down for years. Can you imagine I mean, it would be no different if our president was trying to hunt one of us down. How would you feel? You know, we got to put it in ways we can uh, understand it. It would be as though President Trump, as if God had anointed you to be president of the United States, and it was going to happen whether the president wanted it or not, and he was running after you. He had the FBI hot on your tail. That's what was going on with David. Amen? And David says... Even when I went there, my shepherd was watching over me, and I had nothing to fear. 
Amen. I had nothing to fear. Praise God forever. Why? Because you are with me. Ladies and gentlemen, I I don't want to step on any toes here, and, and you may take some of this stuff because you have to, okay? But I, and because sometimes, and I know sometimes we have uh, stuff happen in our mind where our chemicals get out of whack and the doctors tries to help us, but I don't have to do anything to make myself get through life because I have him. I don't have to go to the bottle because I have him. That's the reason why they go to the bottle. Because they're trying to get through life. Amen. Unfortunately, the problems that they forget about once they're inebriated, when they wake up and they get over whatever happens, are still there. But I got him. I've never had to put any drugs in my arm. I've never had to swallow anything to make myself feel one way or the other. Amen. Why? Because I have him. The song says what? He's all that I need. Praise God. He is all that I need. When troubles and trials come, amen, His blood, I will plead. I have Him. He is my shepherd. I belong to Him. He takes care of me. He watches after me. He keeps me healthy. Amen. I remember I was telling the the kids in Sunday school, I made a guy at work really upset one time because I got my paycheck and I said, I said, thank you, Lord. He said, what do you mean, thank you, Lord? I said, I'm telling the Lord, thank you for this paycheck that I'm fixing to go put in the bank. Jeez, get off of me, man. You know, (laughs) that's what I was thinking. Well, God didn't help you make, give him that, give you that paycheck. I was like, oh, really? Let's examine that for a minute. His name, he's passed away now. His name was Robert. I said, Robert, Tudor, well, actually, we called him Tudor. That was his last name. Tudor, let's examine that for a minute. Who got me up in the morning? Who gave me the health to come into this place? Who provided me with that car? Who gave me these clothes? Who gave me my health? Who gave me the ability to do this job? I said, it all goes back to him. It's God that's done it for me. I said, so yes, indeed, he has given me this paycheck because he's enabled me to come to this place that I didn't really care too much about at that moment in time (laughs) to work and provide for my family. So I say, thank you, Lord. Amen. I say, thank you, Lord. He provides for me because why? He is my shepherd. I know it's simple. I know it's children's church. I know it's Sunday school. I understand that. But we never need to get away from it, that he is our shepherd. Amen. And even in those hard times, that valley of the shadow of death, oh, he's there with me. I tell you, I knew this was simple, but as I kept reading it, I got more and more excited about it because I said, Lord, please don't let me miss anything in your word, even make me think it's simple or not, or if I've heard it a thousand times, let me read it a thousand times more and get gleaned from your word. Amen. Amen. You're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, with that was the two tools. Well, they, the shepherd had more tools than that, but the shepherd had a rod and the shepherd had a staff. Now, guess what the rod was for? If you trade up, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child, the rod is there for discipline. It's there to, um, it's there for defense as well, to defend 
you, but it's also there for discipline. Sometimes, you know, the rod has to come into play. I know none of the kids liked it. I didn't like it, but it's just part of life. We have to get that rebelliousness out of us. It will do us no good. If there's one thing that the Lord has burned in me and it's something I've talked in the discipleship class with the kids about time and time again is make sure that you put yourself under the authority of the folks that have authority over you. You respect them, who they are. Amen? And I know I get a lot of sometimes sideways looks, but, you know, just a few years ago there was a president that I didn't necessarily agree with everything he did. I didn't necessarily agree with a lot he did. And I don't want to get political, okay? But if he would have called me and said, Brian, I need you to come and help me, I would have went and helped him because he's my president, and I pray for him and lift him up. I don't know who's going to be after Trump, but I'm going to pray and lift them up to the Lord because that that position, amen, I put myself under their authority. Amen? The authority of the office. The Bible says there's been people that have been putting authority over my life that watch after my very soul. Amen? So that rod there in this scripture, it's there for a reason. Amen? Whenever people come to you and they tell you uh, things sometimes, that and those people are, are in spiritual authority over you, they're not doing it to hurt your feelings. They're doing it to give you a little guidance. Amen? We are to listen to that. You know, my cousin Kevin is the associate pastor of this church. He's my cousin, but he's the associate pastor of this church. I put myself under his spiritual authority because he's the associate pastor of this church. Amen? If I have something I need to go talk to him about, I do. Amen? We got to make sure that we uh, have that there in our lives. We make sure we listen to that authority is over us. And your staff, they comfort me. Amen? That staff is just a guide. That's what it does. And, you know, I love the staff when it comes to the shepherd because one of the things that the shepherd does with the shaft, Brenda, he goes and he brings the sheep and he just gets them closer to him. Amen. I love that staff because sometimes the Lord does that, does he not? Sometimes he sees you over there and he goes, you know what? I just want to bless you. And he reaches out and he hooks you and he pulls him close. He pulls you close to him. I love the staff. Amen. That's the reason why it has a hook in it. It's just to hook us and bring us closer to the shepherd. I love those times whenever the Lord brings me close to him and we have those times together where it's in the altar or it's in wherever I am and he brings me close to him and just to let me know that he loves me. Amen. Are you not thankful for that? What a shepherd he is. What a God he is. What a wonderful Savior He is. Amen. Oh, how He loves us that He'll just bring us closer to Him sometimes just to let us know that He loves us. Don't you like it when that happens? What did Brother, uh, oh, Lord, I just forgot his name. Help me out. Brother Eddie Williams. Whenever he was here preaching, I'll never forget that message that he said when he's grant his daughters, he would snuggle them up he would snuggle them up sometimes just to get them close to him just to let them know that you love them y'all guys do it all the time whenever you're your kids and your grandkids you know sometimes the lord wants to do that with us he just wants to get us a little close to him so he can let us know amen that he loves us amen i'm glad that staff is there amen and i'll tell you one more just before i finish up with this one more 
item that that shepherd has that I love so very much. This is powerful, folks. I hope you can get a hold of it because whenever I learned it, it shook me. There's something else that that shepherd carries, and that's a horn of oil. Now, you might be thinking, well, what in the world does a shepherd do with a horn of oil? Well, I'll tell you what he does with it. I was in a, uh, the guy that uh, Todd plays with, Philip Wells. I learned this from him in a, a brotherhood. And I about ran around. I was in a Baptist church, and I about took off running around the whole building when he said it. But, you know, in the Middle East, there are snakes. There are just snakes everywhere. The snakes are aggravating, you know. The way we handle snakes is most of them end up dead. Uh, I'm one of those that I want to see what it is and what it's doing to see whether I need to execute it or not. Most folks in here are going to execute it one way or the other. It's just doomed if you find it, and that's okay. I'm not like that. But anyways, over there, there's vipers. And the, the shepherd don't want those snakes messing with those sheep. And if he finds... Snakes don't make holes, but they do take holes. And if he sees where a snake's going in a hole, he'll take that hole and he'll pour it down the hole so that the snake can't slither up and get to the sheep. I'm telling you what, folks, this Holy Spirit, it's powerful. This anointing is powerful. This Holy Spirit we have, this Holy Ghost, amen, that moves in our church, it's powerful. And I tell you, there's been more times than I can count that I'll know sometime, Brother Richie, where God's went to those places that Satan wanted to get a hold of me, Brother Raymond, and he poured that oil down the hole, and Satan couldn't get to me. Amen. He couldn't touch me. That snake tried to keep coming up, and he just hit that oil, and he couldn't get no traction, and he couldn't get nowhere, and the shepherd was standing up on top of me looking at it and saying, Buddy, that one right there belongs to me, and you ain't going to have nothing to do with him. You ain't going to be able to touch him. You're not going to be able to influence him. I'm glad that our Savior has that horn of oil, and he's pouring it out for our protection. Amen. This Holy Ghost, it's real, ladies and gentlemen. This Holy Spirit that gets involved whenever we start worshiping him, he starts moving in our midst. I'm telling you what, he does things. Amen. He makes changes in people's lives. He protects us. I'm glad the shepherd has that horn of oil. Amen. Verse 5. And this is a verse that I love. You prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That just doesn't make any sense. Amen. Right there. A table, a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. You know, back in those days, everything was real humid and it was real hot. And they had oil and they put a little perfume in it and they would put it on them. And uh, that's what they would do uh, to keep themselves cool. Uh, a lot of the athletes would do that. They would put that oil on them, amen, uh, so they would stay cool and smell a little better, you know. And so the Bible says here he's, he's made a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He's anointing my head with oil, amen, and my brimming cup runs over. Now, this is what just floored me. I've, I found something in the, uh, the Arab uh, world, something they have a tradition of doing. I think it was ancient. I've been looking into it and digging and digging and digging and digging until I just couldn't dig anymore. My cup runneth over, ladies and gentlemen. If you, in the ancient world, and even today with the, the old Arab traditions, you know, a lot of the men traveled. And if you came to a house, even if you didn't know those people in that house, they would open their doors to you and let you come in. And then, you know, all the etiquette kind of took over. 
One thing that I found in the ancient world that excited me so much was whenever they pour the drink for the visitor. If they poured the cup for the visitor half full, that meant we're really ready for you to leave. You know, whenever you can leave, leave. We don't really want you here, you know, if they filled it half full. If they took the cup and they filled it full to the brim, to the top, you could stay three days. But then we're going to need you to go, all right? But if the owner of that house took whatever liquid he was putting in that cup for that visitor and he continued to pour it out until it was overflowing, to that visitor he was saying, Buddy, you can stay as long as you want. However long you want to stay, you stay. That Bible says, My cup runneth over. Because the Lord, my shepherd, is looking at me and saying, Brian, as long as you want to stay, buddy, you can stay. Brother Greg, you can stay as long as you want. Amen. Because your cup's runneth over. Amen. And there he is. He never runs out, ladies and gentlemen. He invited me into his house. I went in and my cup is running over. He's just looking at me and saying, Brian, you ain't got to go nowhere. You can stay here as long as you want. Amen. And he didn't fill it up halfway full. He just didn't fill it up to the brim. And so I could leave in a couple of days. He looked at me and said, you could just stay as long as you want to stay. Praise God. Amen. I'm glad that David reports to me, that shepherd, he says, my cup runneth over. Amen. Surely, or only goodness and mercy. You know, those are the two twins that Brother Anderson talked to us about when he was here. Years ago, those two twins that follow us around, goodness and mercy. And unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life, and through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and His presence shall be my dwelling place. That's where I want to go, folks. I'm ready to be dwelling in the house of the Lord. You know, I love coming to church. I've come to church my whole entire life, and I love coming. And I'll tell you one of the main reasons why is because I just don't know sometimes what God is going to do. Amen. There's been some services I've came to church and I thought, oh Lord, we're just not awake. I'm not or I'm not awake. What's wrong with me? You know, and I'll get to praying, Lord, I want your spirit to move because you know what? I need that re-energizing. I want to feel his presence. Amen. If I want to stay in his presence forever, I definitely want to feel his presence when I come to church. Amen. And I want to be in his presence forever. Praise God. You know, and that sometimes I'm like, oh, Lord, and then someone will obey God. And I tell you what, the Holy Spirit will flood this room and minister to folks. And I just love it. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I want more of it. Amen, as, as, the, as the song says. And we just, I want the Lord to come into this place. I want His Spirit to bowl us over. Amen. Because when His Spirit gets involved... Anything is possible, amen. Anybody that comes into this house, if they've got something they need healing in their body, when the Spirit is moving, the healer is in the house, amen. If there's an individual in this house, if they've got a situation they're going through, they don't have control over it, that individual could come down to an altar of God and get help and get encouragement and get peace for whatever's going on in their life, amen. When the Spirit of the Lord is moving in this house, amen, that anything is possible. I'm thankful tonight that the Lord is my shepherd. I don't have to worry about lacking anything because He's going to take care of me. 
I'm thankful tonight that he gives me peace. Amen. And I'm thankful tonight that he gives me contentment. I'm thankful tonight that he refreshes, he re-energizes, and he restores my life. Because that's just what kind of shepherd he is. Amen. I'm glad that whenever I go through those dark times, whenever you're in the shadow of death, the valley, as we call it, whenever you're in those times where you just don't understand, I'm glad that even in those times when I don't understand what's going on, I do not have to fear evil. I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to worry because he's a shepherd that's watching me even there. And I'll go you one further, my wife's favorite song. He left the 99 to find the one. Amen. He'll leave all that just for you. He left glory just for you. But he'll leave all that just for one little lost lamb. And here I am. My Lisa loves that song when we sing it. Amen. I'm glad tonight to report to you that he has the rod that disciplines me. It also defends me. Yeah, that works both ways. And that his staff guides me, and I'm glad that he brings me close to him. I'm glad that he's prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Praise God. He is anointing my head with oil, and my cup is running over. I tell you what, the more I read this, the more excited I get about it. Because I want uh, this shepherd, I want to be his sheep. Amen. And as I said, surely only goodness and mercy and unfailing love will follow me all my days. I remember when Brother Anderson preached that. He had, I think he might have got two of our little guys and just had them follow him everywhere he was go. Goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy is following you. When you get up Monday morning, and this Jesus that I'm talking about is your shepherd, when you get up, you're going to have two little guys following you. Goodness and mercy. Brother Anderson, I'll never forget it. Following you. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful tonight because we please stand. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer.